The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great, 2 o'clock every Saturday, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Old friend Joel Worsham of Comfort First is here. How you doing, Joel? Wonderful. How about yourself? You know something? Everything is good here. This side of the studio, we're good. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hello, sir. Hello. I'm excited about this show. we got some new blood today. Yeah. We, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was going to make a big deal of it. But, you know, we got our old friend Joel Worsham, who's been on here enough that he could do the show without us. <laughs> I, I don't okay. know about that, but <laughs> definitely know how it rolls. And and Dylan Hartigan of Genesis Lawn and Garden. How you doing, Dylan? I'm doing all right. Happy to be here. How are you all? What, tell me about Genesis Lawn and Garden. Tell me what what's the scope of your your work. So we do a little bit of everything, but as of late, we pretty much solely focus on hardscape projects. So patios, walkways, retaining walls, natural yeah. flagstone masonry. But we also offer maintenance as well. Masonry. I, I like hearing that, masonry. I get a lot of customers each week that are asking if I know a good mason. These retaining walls are, are important. Yeah. And you don't know you need one until you have one. And you're like, oh, my goodness. How did I how did I do this without it? You, and most of them are done incorrectly. That's yes, they are. very that's the true. Biggest problem. I was going to bring up the fact that <laughs> I drive by about five houses where at some point somebody said, you know, I'll bet you this isn't all that hard at all. <laughs> You're going to wing it? We're just going to wing it. We're, we put up a, a, a row of brick, and it was straight as a pin when it was installed. Uh-huh. Then it rained. And then it rained, right. and now it's bowing a little bit. Yep. yep. I see it all the time. You yeah. do. And never go with the cheapest person either, because those are the ones that you see that are little wonky yeah that's that's normally a red flag never go with the cheap estimate never i mean i mean you have to go with the most expensive but avoid the cheapest there's a reason it's the cheapest i don't know going with the lowest bidder has always helped the government to (laughs) it's very true yeah it benefits the government all right uh so so drainage is an issue now brock is it brock's ears perked up at the idea of drainage you know we got two and a half inches of rain at the airport yep. in about 12 minutes the other day uh, how many people do you think really need some tweaking on their property for drainage a lot and anytime we get that amount of rain i can guarantee you the next day my phone is going to be ringing because it happens every time we get a storm like we just did and is it just accumulated water in a you know in their yard over Sometimes, and then over time also with erosion, uh, people start to, you know, put things off. And then over time, finally they get one good storm, and then they start to realize, okay, we got to do something about this. Yeah, you know, I I have a lot of customers that have graded backyards. Right. Graded towards the house as opposed to away from it. Yeah. And then they stand there, and they're like, well, I can't get any grass to grow down here. I can't, you know, everything I plant down here. You're right. Well, it's because it's a swamp. You know, after a rainstorm, you're you're not going to get anything to grow there. So maybe do a box drain. Do some French drain on the outside. Carry that water somewhere else. Right. Hopefully not to your neighbor's property. No, no, no. But somewhere else. Yep. 
Put it in the neighbor's property. Yeah, we don't care. Depends if we like the neighbor. Yeah, exactly. we don't. We don't care. The other, the other thing that I see time and time again. I hope somebody calls up about this. There, the front of the property near the ditch is this wonderfully steep hill, mm. which holds most of the time, and then eventually, it just falls. Right, you get a rock fall or a you know mudslide mud or slide. yeah mudslide. What's the what's the repair to something like that? Well, it depends on the elevation, but that would be a perfect application in some circumstances for a retaining wall because right. it will help with that. Of course, to hold in that land, but I notice personally certain towns versus others. These developers, just yeah. based on the lay of the land, some towns are better than others as far as the grading. And right. some towns, I know for a fact, are prone to drainage problems. So right. Clayton being an example, I go to Clayton, and I'd say majority of the calls I get out in Clayton are all drainage-related. But if you actually look at the grade, it tends to be a correction or a problem with the grade that needs to happen. How often are you running into the drainage problems due to lack of gutters? <laughs> as far as lack of gutters, not often. Okay. Incorrectly installed downspouts. Downspouts, yeah. Very often. They just dump it on the corner of the foundation wall instead of taking it somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. I went to one the other day. Actually, within the last two weeks, I've seen two drainage situations. The last one I did about two days ago, and I saw the downspout, and it was duct taped. Yeah, good old-fashioned yeah. duct tape. You All know, right. Dumped off into the yard, and obviously incorrect. And then we just did a patio install, and we ripped out the old patio, and they right. had put a French drain in. Well, the French drain was under the patio, uh-huh. and they didn't actually run it all the way to the front. They left it right by the edge of the patio, and they actually used a dog toy to cap the, the end of okay, the downspout. You use right. what you got. Right? Hang on. Exactly. Hang on. <laughs> exactly. Squeaky I was, toy. I was with him up until dog toy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my brain is translating that back into Dave speak. And then you got to the word dog toy, and I thought that was a technical term. Did no, you? No. <laughs> Literal dog toy. Literal dog yes, toy. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Okay. I took a picture of Little it. Little squeaky to. Shrek toy. They wedged in Shrek. the end of it. I, I think I think that's good creativity. We see that a lot. I mean, right. we run into drainage issues all the time. With homeowners, they're like, well, I have a French drain. Someone came out here and charged me $6,000 to put this mm. in four years ago. And we're like, well, it, you know, it's going uphill, so yep. we might want to rethink how, how, how to do this. All right. You, got, you guys are going to have to explain to me today once again <laughs> what a French drain is and what's the purpose of it. But we'll hold that for just a moment. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Joel, you your phone must have blown up. <laughs> We've uh, blown up the last couple of days. Yeah, with all our generators that uh, we have out there, they're all Wi-Fi monitored, so yeah. we can see in real time what's going on in in the state of North Carolina. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, for the last three weekends, I believe uh, yeah. consistently Friday night at ten o'clock, uh, Saturday night at nine thirty generators firing off like crazy from charlotte all the way to greenville uh and it's it's been interesting to watch to see a lot of the run times that we've been noticing uh in the in in the last few weeks Uh, we've had some major power outages in the carry apex area uh, for days right Uh, and so it's uh it's exciting times okay so somebody is they got a house there in carry and apex and they say you know 
yeah, occasionally the lights flicker. Right. But I don't usually lose power for a long time. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about a generator. Why is it worth it? Well, it's worth it because it gives you a peace of mind. Uh, And the other thing is it it brings you the most important word, comfort. Uh, Comfort of, of, of being able to not lose your HVAC system. Right. Not to be sitting in misery. Uh, the yeah. comfort of knowing that you're not going to lose all those expensive groceries that you have in that freezer and that garage, right? Uh, that refrigerator, um, everything that's super expensive now, and let's just make it um, easier to live. And a generator does that. And I have customers that say, you know, I've only used my generator two hours this year, right? But the last two weekends we've used it 18 hours, and it's been well worth every penny i spent on it and that's that's what it that's what it's all about it's about being prepared right and it's uh more common for the average joe to have a generator it's not a it's not a thing of uh social status or or income status um and with the the advantages that dealers like myself that have uh financing and great opportunity for financing for customers it's it's open for anybody and getting your hand on product Mm-hmm. has been an issue for almost everybody who comes into the studio mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. They say, well, you know, the floor guy comes in, and he says, well, you know, it's a little hard to get this. How, how are you guys doing for uh, for generators? Oh, we're fully stocked. We've been uh, fully stocked since beginning of COVID. Yeah. A lot, a lot of luck is what it was. Uh, we invested into a, a storage uh, facility at our at our office complex that allowed us to carry an abundance amount of generators to where we were like how are we going to sell all these things and we've yeah. been we've actually been you know we've never been without without inventory the okay. little things you have to manage i mean the little modules the little wi-fi devices stuff right. like that you have to manage because a lot of the electronics are still coming in from a uh, you know uh, through our ports um but we we have not been well, you without. Can, you can mention the country; it's all right. <laughs> you know, China, and, and it's, it's just it's, it's, yeah. It that stuff is. It doesn't matter if it's a, a you know copper wire. Right. If you manage it correctly, we have been able to work around it. And the other thing is, if you're doing a generator, typically here in the Raleigh area, you're not going to purchase it today and have it installed tomorrow. Okay. Uh, there's too many permits, too much red tape, too much zoning that we have to go through that is required. Right. It typically takes about 10 to 14 days to get the zoning done uh, before you can even get a permit issued. So it gives you, as a contractor, plenty of time to organize not only the materials, but your, your work time as well. Now, somebody somewhere hearing us is saying, you know, I, yeah, it'd be nice to have continuous power, but at the same time... I don't know. I don't want to get out there and pull a rope every time the power goes out. Well, the, these generators are automatic start. Okay. Uh, they're automatic. They're mon- They're power sensing generators. Uh, they're they're the uh, Briggs and Stratton Power Protect DX models that we put in. We find them to be the most reliable. Uh, they have the best warranty from the factory coming from the factory. Right. Uh, they're you know, but these generators are automatic start, automatic shut off, exercise once a week. Um, it's it's just sit back and relax it's all going to be turned on uh you don't have to jump up and run to the panel box and turn that breaker off and this breaker off we have controls that handle what we need for load management uh and it's all automatic 
Try try living in your house for three or four days with no power, no HVAC, no heating no. and cooling, and no. then we'll come back and talk about whether or not a generator might be a good investment. Well, the, the thing Absolutely. about it is, is yeah. we have we do not know when the power uh, durations or, or non-power duration times right. are going to come. Right. Yeah, how long it's going to be? Off. I mean, three weeks ago that was a Friday night at what five thirty six o'clock in the Cary area. Yeah, and the, and it really wasn't much rain. No, it, it was wasn't. just wind. Yep. And it right. was it did just enough that it was 60,000 people without power from Burlington to Durham uh, alone. That's a wow. lot of people. Wow. A lot of people. And and all those people who are your customers. I wish. They, <laughs> but, but, but the ones in that area who were your customers, they noticed the lights flicker. Mm-hmm. How long were they in dark? Uh, within seconds. Wow. Within seconds, it kicked back on. Yeah, within you know, it's if it's less than a minute. So it's, the the microwave had time to reset to twelve o'clock. That's right. But practically nothing else. Yeah, everything is back on within within a minute. Does that trip any breakers when that happens? No. Uh, the only thing that uh, we do see is some of these camera doorbells. Yeah, the yep. rings. The rings. Like yeah, yeah. You'll have to reset them through the app or something and that's something to do with their their uh their logic in their in the doorbell yeah. itself. I assume that's a security feature yeah. probably. But that's the only thing we've seen. Uh we we've also uh have noticed uh some watering monitoring systems whether it's on a water line system, anything that goes through Wi-Fi. Right. Uh, it's going to have to be, re, you know, a reset module. Interesting. But that's got nothing to do with the generator. That would have to been even if yeah. you're even if right. a squirrel jumped on a transformer up the street yeah. and, a, and that the has to do with flicker. loss of power. That's correct. Right. Yeah. I'd All rather right. deal with that than not have power I heat agree. or AC. I'll yeah. tell you that. I don't. I, listen, we sat my wife and I with the flashlights for a couple hours the other night, and we're like, this is. If if we wanted to be Amish, we could have made that decision. We we're, were sitting around going, kind of, could we get a book? I mean, is there a book in the house somewhere? Because you don't know how long it's off. You know, no. when we lost power in Garner, yeah. what, a week and a half ago? My wife and her are sitting there about to watch a movie. Yeah. She's literally putting a blueberry pie in the oven. Yeah, and we yeah, lose yeah. power, right? Of course. So I didn't get my pie that night, yeah. but you know I when the so power sorry. goes out, you sit there and you're like, "Oh, it'll be on in a minute." Listen, I have a. Then a minute turns into an hour. Then an hour turns into six. I have a customer that is. This is no joke. He yeah. is. Uh, he works from home. He has lost power seven times in the last three weeks. No oh, heavens. That's why. And it's just for an hour, maybe two. Yeah. Maybe three, but he has four small children, um, and right. his and his wife is there. Right. And I, I went there the other day because he ran so much that we needed to do a maintenance. And his wife actually came to me and she said, Joel, <laughs> best thing we've ever done. I want one at my parents' house. I said, no problem. Where's That's your parents great. live? Kentucky. Can you go? Said, <laughs> and pets. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's a big yeah, thing, we'll too. We, yep, yep, the pets. pets. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. If you're in Kentucky or Cary or Apex or Johnston County, uh, give us a call right now, 919-860-9783, and I have a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company with two locations in Raleigh for you, 919-860-9783. Come up with a question either for Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, 
Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden, or Brock Emmons with Triangle Radiant Barrier on making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. In studio, we've got Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden and our regular co-host, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Blake is on the line from Kerry. Blake, how are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? Well, I got a question for you. Who do you have a question for? Uh, I have a question for Dylan. Oh, good. Good, because we hadn't talked to him in a couple of minutes. All right, go ahead, Blake. Yes, I'm wondering just this time of year, what's, uh, what's the best lawn care maintenance that you can do to keep your grass from dying? Cause it's getting just really hot outside. Yeah. Well, it all depends on what type of grass you got. But typically, being on a good maintenance program as far as mowing, your treatments, irrigation is always a plus. That's really you know, the core principles to keeping a good, solid green lawn throughout the hot summer months. Pretty simple. But sometimes people neglect it, and then it does get burnt out, and it's not as green as what it normally would be. Uh, it's one part of my lawn I've got Bermuda. Another part I've got fescue. I can't tell you why. It has split to lawn. do— No, it's a split lawn. What it is is the, uh, na- the neighborhood— came in the builder came in and they sprayed the first 12 feet of the property hmm. with one thing and then they filled in the rest that's nice of them it doesn't well it doesn't make any sense everybody else in the neighborhood's got the same thing but for fescue yep is is a hot summer okay or, or which one is more susceptible to dying i would say fescue without fescue. a doubt yep fescue really for How sure. often do you should you do aeration? So with fescue, you want to aerate. You can get away with it any time between August and October. That's your peak season for growth with fescue. So once a year? You can get away with it once a year for sure. Just with, do it in that time window. Yep. Okay. And All the right. biggest thing is the treatments. And you guys do aeration as well, don't we you? We do aeration. Is, yep. is aeration the same thing as dethatching for fescue? Because fescue, you have to dethatch to get it. Yep. To grow. Is that, is that the same? It's not. So with aeration, okay. coration, mm-hmm. what it does is basically you're allowing water and oxygen to get to the root level of the grass seeds a lot more efficiently, which mm-hmm. helps stimulate growth for a fescue lung. With Bermuda, Bermuda is a lot more resilient. It's a lot less maintenance. And that's why in these new developments and stuff like that, you see pretty much uh, it's all Bermuda. And it's because it's so tough. And right. it's really hard to kill, and it does really well. You don't have to have perfect soil conditions. Right. It just takes off and does its own thing. It, it does. I have Bermuda. Yeah, it turns brown in the winter. But it, does, it, it yes. comes back with a vengeance every spring. Yep. Somebody, I had a buddy explain to me who was dethatching his lawn or thatching his lawn. I don't know which, which it was. Is it, and I had to have him explain what it was. What is it? Essentially, you are combing yep. the grass. You are getting down to the scalp level, yep, right? 100%. You're getting down to the scalp level, and you're lifting up. I'm like, you're kidding. I didn't, I didn't even know the grass. Yeah, I had no idea that was what you have to do. You, yeah. Do you have to do it? So I'll be honest with you. Yeah. In three years, yeah. I have yet to have a single person ask me 
to dethash your lawn. But <laughs> I'm I, glad we could help you with this question yes, today. But that's have, what we're here for. I have yes. had one customer, regular customer, and we completely killed his lawn off, planted new seed, and then we came back in the spring, and he was saying, "Well, the grass looked beautiful," which it did when we got done. And then the weeds start to come back, the ground starts to die off. Yeah. And I said we, we need to dethatch it, and the amount of thatch that we pulled out of this lawn. I mean, I could have filled the back of my dump truck. Is that right? Because it's all the clippings and trimmings from not having a bagger. So if you let the mm. lawn get really long, what happens is when you cut it at a high length, now all that thatch piles up, piles up, piles right, up. Right. And it's almost like you need to exfoliate the lawn. It's choking, mm. choking exactly. off the lawn. Just, that makes again, sense. Yep. He, he, you brush the lawn. Exactly. You exfoliate 100%. the lawn. All right. Blake, <laughs> I'm going to congratulate you. You have won a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company with two locations in Raleigh and Spring Forest in the and in the Village District. Um, let's see. We're going to talk more about Cape Fear Seafood Company in just a little bit. This is making your home great. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great. Every 2 o'clock on a Saturday, we'll bring in experts in their field and uh, welcome them to the microphones. Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden. We're going to talk about retaining walls and hardscaping in just a moment. Uh, Joel Worsham for Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Joel, what's the process? Somebody picks up the phone, they call you, mm-hmm. and then and then what? Do do you evaluate their energy needs? Well, we go out to, to their home, yeah. and uh, we'll simply do a load calculation, which is involved in looking at all the uh, appliances, the square footage of the home, yeah. looking at the HVAC system, whatever the customer wants to control on the generator. Typically, it's going to be the whole home. Uh, and then we put all that in into an uh, uh, an equation, yeah. and that's going to come up with what the minimum load is. And it's that's your minimum. That's that's just kind of where we we start. Of course, then we have an, another part of that co- equation that's going to give us what the average maximum run of load is will be. And we kind of sit down with the customer. We we uh, go over their options. 90% of the customers in this area are going to be in the two size type options. Um, some of your larger 6,000 square foot homes are going to be what we're going to have a, like a light commercial generator instead of a uh, an air-cooled unit. Yeah. Uh, and then we just break it down. We look at the what the fuel is going to need to be uh, done to, to run the generator. And when I mean fuel, I'm talking about propane or natural gas. I'm not talking about diesel or gas right. that you get from your local gas station. And then we calculate that for BTUs uh, to give us the capacity. And we figure what all this has to go into. And then we look at the most important thing is the placement of the generator. Yeah. The site evaluation uh, it ties into uh, Dylan over here about uh, you know, there's some drainage issues that we see generators that have been installed that is affecting some type of drainage issue, or there's uh, a grading issue and it's eventually going to cause erosion underneath the generator. And the generator is going to go down the hill. We may be in a flood area. We might have to have a, a retaining wall built. 
Uh, we want to make sure that we're not in a, an alcove where carbon monoxide is is collecting. Right. All this has to be calculated. Which is why it takes 10 to 14 days to be able to really get the ball rolling. There's a lot of questions that have to be answered before you just get one installed. Very, Yeah, I mean, from the time go to the time we install it is typically a 10-day window. Right. Um, usually we have – the thing about generators and the customers with generators is they're very well educated. This is not something that they are just thinking on a whim. They've right. been thinking about it. They've done their research. They know what questions to ask. They have an idea. And then we sit there and just work well with them. I'm, I'm not one of those contractors that go out there and say, no, I'm not doing it this way. I'm going to do it my way. I take in that consideration of what that customer wants. I give them what my opinion is about where I think things should work. And we kind of work collectively to make it all work out. And, and we should make the point that Joel is here with Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and you have not yet change the name of the company to comfort first heating cooling and generators right but you're that's all you're doing yeah we're a full-time generator company i run right. the generator electrical division for our company uh, all the technicians that are in the generator division are certified generator technicians uh, they're not guys that are going to be doing hvac work tomorrow and then right. and then generator work the next day this is what we do every single day. Is right. gener we're, one, we're one of the largest uh, generator dealers uh, in this area here. Um, we cover across the state. I, I, we go all the way up to Kings Mountain. Uh, we're all the way over towards the Outer Banks. We have five different offices that we work out of. Right. Um, and so we have to cover the area, and uh, this, is, this is what I do. This is what I know. All right. He's Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. The website is yourcomfortfirst.com, yeah? Yes. And what number should we contact, or what number should we dial for you? Well, the easiest number to call is 1-800-279-HVAC. Okay. Okay, and then you can also call 919-777-1777. All right, we'll repeat that number, but that that's for uh, another moment. Uh, Dylan Hartigan is here with Genesis Lawn and Garden. And you guys do a lot of hardscaping, which is, for me, a new term. Sure. Patios. Yep. A lot of them. A lot of them? Yep. A lot of patios, a lot of walkways, retaining walls, natural flagstone walkways and patios. Really, anything that has to do with pavers, stone, or block. Well, all right. So let's say I want to go fancy. Right. Let's say we walk in okay. my backyard and I've got a little bit of a blank canvas. Sure. Yeah. So I want paved stone walkway bench sitting area yeah. with a fire pit. Okay. Oh. Is that up your alley? 110 percent. 110 percent. Yep. That's that's yeah. I want that so bad. Yeah. Me I, too. I, I'm so tired of buying these little two hundred dollar <laughs> fire pits at three uses in. They start rusting. Yeah. I want that stone fire pit, that nice, beautiful sitting area. You want it. You want it big. You want it manly. That's right. You want you want stone down so that you can walk to it. That's right. Statement piece. Yeah. That's what so, you know. But it's hard to find. Look, you can find all kinds of people out there that are like, oh yeah, we can do that. Yep. And then they're done with it, and you're like, oh, it probably shouldn't have had yeah. these guys do this kind of work. I'm sure most of it has to do with the beginning stages, the prep work. Prep oh. work. It's the prep, prep work is what makes it the, the the difference between contractor A and contractor B. And during one of the commercial breaks, Joel asked you a complicated question. 
About his own house. About his own house. About my own house. The the best part about this show sometimes (laughs) is what goes on during the commercial breaks, where people are networking or they're saying, asking each other questions. What did you ask Dylan about? So I have a new home, and the front yard definitely needs a lot of design and TLC. But anyway, my... All my gutters are in downspouts uh, in that black corrugated pipe, and they run to my front yard up to the roadside ditch. And the roadside ditch is about 16 feet wide. One side of the ditch is five and a half, six feet tall, and the other side of the ditch is four feet tall. Very steep, very Mm. hard to even get a mower. You can't mow it. So I spend, you know, two or three hours weed eating every Saturday just the ditch on the side of an incline. And then what also I've noticed is that with these hard rains that we've been having, I'm starting to get a little erosion from where those gutter drains are running into the natural ditch. Right. Is there a specific height that you have to start thinking of maybe there should be a retaining wall there or what are my options to that situation? And like I told you, the two main options are one, retaining wall, Mm -hmm. and then two, depending upon the height, you can also riprap and use a woven fabric, and you can kind of make that a true easement, which will promote the flow of the water, right. and then also help protect against any sort of erosion that might occur as a result of the water constantly running over the same spot. Over and with and over. that fabric, it would keep me from trying to weed eat the riffraff. It, it sure would. And that sounds it, cheaper than a retaining wall. It does, and it also would make a cleaner look, correct? Oh, yeah. And it will keep the weeds down from growing up between the stones itself correct? exactly now is there a specific type of stones or is it just personal preference i mean like i see the the gray chunky ones that look like they come out of a quarry and yep. then i've yeah. also seen the what is it called river Lime, rock, river, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you know oh man how do you flow that back into the house i mean my house has a, a bluish gray siding uh you know uh color and paint that's on my side where's Rhonda when you need her he wants so, his stone to match his house well i want I some mean, type of flow i don't want to have a brown stone in a, yeah there. no i get Ooh, it that makes sense that's why that but is there is does the stone matter because i also don't want the stone to just end up in my neighbor's yard four years from now yeah so the way we do uh what i call a riprap easement drainage okay. channel i like to use the bigger class of riprap on the outside mm-hmm. and i like to go with the smaller class of riprap for the inside for two reasons. One, it helps promote the flow of water better. And then also, you get a little bit of contrast. So it doesn't just look like a pile of riprap that's dumped in your right. easement. Right. But it looks a little bit more designer-ish without having to go to the river rock because the price of riprap is significantly cheaper than river rock. Okay. It's, uh, also, the supply. I've had a pretty difficult time finding river rock. A lot of my clients, they like to go with Delaware River Rock. Delaware. And it's <laughs> really? very difficult to come Never by. Yeah. Hmm. It's beautiful. I love it, but it's very hard to get your hands on. And yeah, riprap, right. you can go to the quarry and you can get it a lot cheaper. Yeah. Right. And it will last and it looks good. So definitely most cost efficient option. I like that yeah. there's a cost efficient option. Always. Yeah, because yeah, I would I like to spend that money on my patio. Yeah. My hardscape versus oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. drainage I'm, ditch. I'm the same way. Well, you know? Joel, uh, I just want to congratulate you. You've won a $25 <laughs> gift certificate. Actually, I'm going to give the chance for somebody else to win that. Call us up at 919-860-9783. Pick our brains either about generators. That would be Joel Worsham with Comfort First Heating and Cooling or uh, a Triangle Radiant Barrier. Brock Emmons is here. And Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden. 
Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. And the cool thing is the phone is already ringing. So it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, Dylan, talk to me about the expense of a retaining wall. So it all comes down to the height of the wall, yeah, the length of the wall, and then the choice of product that you choose to use. In North Carolina, you are not allowed to go over four feet without having engineering approval. Yeah, okay. Ah, I did sense. not know that. So you need an engineer's letter to go over four <laughs> feet. Interesting. Yep, and that, for a lot of customers, is a big factor when deciding what type of wall they want to do, and then also right. the cost. So right. some customers, depending upon the elevation that they're trying to you know, contain, they have no choice but to go the engineering route. Others, it becomes a dice roll. Do you want to spend the extra money to go an extra foot Right. Or would you rather, you know, have a slight slope, but it'd be a lot flatter and more level than what it was. And then, you know, get around the cost of having to do the engineer. Because typically with us, if you need to go the engineering route, you're looking at anywhere between two and three thousand dollars. Yeah. Plus the cost of pulling permits at that point and stuff like that. So for a lot of customers going four feet and dealing with the slope that you would inevitably be left with, that's the most cost efficient option for them. Engineers are expensive. Yeah. They sure are. Millie in Raleigh, welcome to the program. You are on Making Your Home Great. Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hi, Millie. What's up? I have a question for Dylan. Yes, speak right up. Thank you, Long. Yes, ma'am. And what is the type of grass I can plant that will be less maintenance and more drought tolerant? She wants a low-maintenance grass. Which is drought-tolerant. Drought-tolerant. Less drought-tolerant. Less, less water than the fescue. Yes. Like we talked about earlier, Bermuda. Bermuda. Yep. It's, it's very, very hardy. It's very tough and resilient, and maintenance on it is extremely low. I have, not, I have not watered my Bermuda lawn in three Looks years. Great, I bet. It doesn't matter. I don't need to water it. As long as it rains once every two weeks, right. my lawn is green yep. in the spring and summer. Does Millie, how does Bermuda that sound? Brown? I'm sorry, what, Millie? Does Bermuda turn brown in the winter? Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am, it does. That's the part I don't like. You don't <laughs> like that? <laughs> well, Millie, I mean, you can't have everything. Um, if fescue... I don't know, fescue lawn, typical fescue lawn, does it need to be watered? It does. A lot. It does? A lot. A lot. And you also, it's crucial to stay up on top of your treatments in order to maintain that, you know, beautiful, luscious green color year-round. Is there any alternative for her? You're going to be looking at a warm season grass to accommodate what she's looking to do. So whether it's Bermuda, Zoysia, those are probably your two. Um now, does zoysia turn brown in the winter as well? Yes, it's got more of a brown tone. Okay. The only one that's truly green, green, is going to be fescue. Right. And you go through any neighborhood in the Triangle and you look at you know, yeah. the lawns, I, and I highly suggest this to anybody that's looking for a lawn. Right. Look at what, what lawns are thriving in your own neighborhood because the soil composition is going to be very similar to yours. So Good if you point. see in your neighborhood that Bermuda is doing great and every fescue lawn has a lot of moss doesn't look like it's thriving, right. well, then, you know, fescue's probably not going to be the best option for you. All right. Millie, hold on. I'm going to tell you you've won a gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company, two locations in Raleigh, Spring Forest and the Village District. 
Cape Fear Seafood Company uses the freshest possible ingredients, hand-cut fish, steaks, chicken, and incredible desserts. Their website is capefearseafood.com. We'll pick up this conversation in just a moment. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden on Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Brock Emmons with Triangle Radiant Barrier. Joel Worsham with Comfort First Heating and Cooling. And Dylan Hartigan with Genesis Lawn and Garden. Joel, how do we get in touch with you again? You can uh, go to our website at www.yourcomfortfirst.com or you can call us at 800-279-HVAC or 919-777-1777. Dylan, can we uh, look at pictures of your work? Absolutely. Online? You can go to our website, www.genesislawnandgarden.com. And then we also frequently update Facebook and I actually put some step-by-step videos as we're going along projects so that way clients yes. can actually see the process and have a clear understanding of what exactly goes into the project that they're trying to get done. And what's your coverage area? I'm here on your website, and it looks like you're kind of inside the Beltline. Is that right? We go pretty much anywhere from Fuquay to North Raleigh, and it just depends on you know what the job is. But uh, primarily, we're in Apex a lot in these new developments that are going up in apex fuquay holly springs and then right now as well we're always in carry of course so right all right joel i gotta i gotta ask about the idea that you've got a uh, a control unit some sort of electronic control obviously you mentioned that you know you kick on the uh, generator once a week mm-hmm. to run it Mm-hmm. At 2 a.m. No, not at 2 a.m. <laughs> well, it depends well, on how much you like your neighbor. We already had this discussion. <laughs> I, actually, this does bring up a thing. Number one, what do they look like? Does it kind of resemble a, another air conditioning unit, or, you know, a big metal box? Yeah, it's it's going to be very similar to the same concept as an air conditioner. It's more attractive. I, I, yeah, I would call it, as, a, as most of us, a trunk at the end of your bed. Yeah, that's a good. It's, okay. it's just a metal trunk at the end of your bed. Nothing bigger than that. It's All clean. Right. I and mean, it's yeah. clean lines. Yeah. Yeah. How does it sound? It sounds. Uh, the generators we put in are sixty-five dBA. It's uh, like a lawnmower. It sounds like an, an industrial grade lawnmower. Yeah. It's got a little little uh, lower growl versus right. the lawnmower you'll get from the big box stores. Not too loud. It'll be loud enough that your neighbor who doesn't have one, will know that you have it. <laughs> He's going to yes. figure that yeah. out. Oh, yeah. He's Come gonna over know. to your house with his yeah. stakes. He's going to see the light is on, the door's open. Come right. on over. How does how does he have power? Yeah. Why, what, what? Why, how does that guy have power? You know, and, and most of our customers, honestly, yeah. if we put a generator in, typically we'll get two to three referrals after that. I bet. On the same street or, the, or a neighbor or a brother or a cousin. And we'll be putting their generator in. I cannot tell you how many streets we've got three or four generators right side by side each other. And again, Joel has got these electronic monitoring systems worked up 
so that when they kick on, when you've lost power, Joel gets information on his phone. We have two different kinds. We have the Wi-Fi yeah. uh, system, which basically is going to give you the availability of an app as well. Right. But it communicates through me with more lo- more information and logistics and, and, and my technicians. Right. And then we also have, if you don't have internet, I know that's hard to say, but some of our some of our customers and areas are just not wi-fi savvy or they don't have a good signal right uh, we'll put a cellular device on it and it's it's going to look like a little cellular antenna on a phone like the old phones we actually magnetize it to the to the unit itself and then yeah. and then we uh bolt the control center in it and it will actually tell me as well if your generator is exercising if it's running if you've lost utility and your generator did not come on or if it does come on it's basically big brother watching uh it, it wow. i cannot affect the generator by no means uh remotely but i can see what it's doing and if i need to react or have somebody move in that direction i know before the customer knows and if you pay extra and you lose power there's an extra option where joel will appear out of nowhere (laughs) and fix it for you on the spot (laughs) it's slightly more expensive that option that's right that's a good upsell right there it is Hey, he knocking on the door two in the morning. I'm here. I saw you don't have lights. I just came by. I got a message. I I brought you a take. Well, you know when we had when we had hurricanes coming through and we knew we were going to lose power, uh, we rolled trucks out the day before. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, we did. We rolled trucks out uh, in the five sections of the state that we divided up. And we would signal boost all the, the Wi-Fi devices. We would signal boost the, the sailor just to see. Yeah. If we had a generator or a Wi-Fi device that was buffering, we'd simply call the customer, knock on the door, reset it. That way we could see what was going on during that power outage. That already sounds better than the guys that take care of our streets and roads. Yeah. You know, they get out there after the storm. These guys are out there waiting on Proactive. Yeah. Very proactive. Very proactive customer service instead of reactive customer yep. service. Makes I like sense. it. Makes sense. All right. Brock Hammonds of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Give you a minute here, Brock. Talk to me about your business. We are a one-stop shop when it comes to your insulation, mold remediation needs. Any insulation you can think of in your attic or crawl space, full encapsulations, and drainage. We do sump pumps, basins, French drains on the inside of the crawl space. Right. We do not do the outside. You normally want a landscaping company to oh, do the want, outside drainage. You want Dylan. Dylan's somebody somebody who knows where to take the water network. after after we've moved it. A little network in there. there I like go. the... Like the fact that we can, the the homeowner can totally understand who to call. So if they've got water underneath their house, you're the guy. Well, yeah, I mean, let's say, and I'll be I'll be quick about this. Let's yeah, say they fine. have hardscape, yeah. right? Somebody's already come in and they've done a full beautiful uh, cobblestone or limestone or whatever hardscape out there, yeah. and you're getting a bunch of water in the crawl space. Yeah, you normally want an outside French drain, but you don't want to tear up your twenty thousand dollar patio. That's when you do an inside French drain. So Mm -hmm. if you have the option of doing it on the outside, that is your best bet. Right. Doing an inside French drain is if that is the only option you were left with. Mm. That's what we focus on. He focuses on, uh, well, really the proper way to do it. Catch it before it gets in and and relocate it. All right. Dylan Hartigan, Genesis Lawn and Garden. What number should we call? You can call 919-932-0500. And you can also, like I said, go to our Facebook. We update regularly on there as well as our website. GenesisLawnAndGarden.com, 919-932-0500. Thank you. 
No problem. Thank you for All having right. me. All right. Dylan, thank you. And Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, yourcomfortfirst.com. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go on there. Look at our reviews. Look at our pictures of our installs and set up your uh, generator evaluation appointment tomorrow. And this was Making Your Home Great.